the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We are at the dawn of a new year, which, given the shortness of the hour, requires a new and even more vigorous commitment to truth. We will discuss that here next on the Glenn Beck Program. Winding down 2022 and 2023 looms. My name is Steve Dace. We are the Steve Dace Show. We typically are noon to two Eastern right after Glenn Beck right here on Blaze TV. You can go subscribe to our podcast if you are unfamiliar with us. Um, You'll see uh, the last two episodes we did are year in review episodes. You get a pretty good taste of who we are and what we do. I'm alongside my partners uh, with that show. Totters and Aaron McIntyre both here early on a Christmas break morning. Gentlemen, it is good to see. It's been about a week. Everybody have a great Christmas. Everything go well with the Arizona family time? Christmas was fantastic. That's really great. Good. To, great to hear. Aaron, how about you? Yeah, it was a lot of fun, a lot of downtime, uh, getting caught up on some uh, TV shows and spending a lot of time with my uh, 16-month-old. So, you know, we're at the stage now with our family. I'm going to be 50 next year, if you can believe that. I'm going to be 50 next year. So we married our oldest off this year. We've got a senior in high school as well. Um, our youngest, uh, I took him to his uh, his orientation for his first job yesterday. He'll have a car in a few months. So, you know, we've got husbands now and boyfriends and girlfriends. And you get to that age where you're not sure with commitments and everything else, who's going to be together and what. And we were just very blessed for everybody to be able to get together and make it convenient for all parties involved on every side. And we had an absolutely terrific Christmas, man. I mean, I, I mean, I just could not be more blessed. I mean, I mean, kind of praise the Lord stuff. And when you get to this age, you're like, just can't ask for much more than that. That's where I'm at. But you also start looking at the clock is ticking, both when you hit an age like 50, but then when you also understand the signs of the times of where we are culturally right now in the West and here in the United States in particular. So what I wanted to do this morning, because those of you that uh, follow our, our podcast or subscribe to Blaze TV, you're not going to hear from us again together until Monday, January 9th. That's our first day back. So this morning, what I wanted to do is I wanted to take these three hours offered to us on the Glenn Beck radio program, and, and, and I want to take a crowbar to the Overton window. I, I want to smash, we've seen a lot of iconoclastic smashing of stained glass windows in our era. Traditions, legacies, heritage. We've seen a lot of the tearing down of what we believe and what made America exceptional. For the next three hours, I want to smash some shibboleths of the damned for a change. Next hour, yesterday, actually, no, it was last week. I just saw it yesterday. Last week, a very important event, I think, happened in alternative media. Right before Christmas, Ben Shapiro, who probably rivals 
I mean, if Ben, if Ben doesn't have the largest overall platform on the American right, he is certainly at least in the elite tier with Glenn Beck and our, and our buddy Dan Bongino. I mean, those three probably are in their own tier for the largest overall platforms on the American right. Fair? Yes. Yeah. Right before Christmas, Ben interviewed a gentleman I've had the pleasure to get to know over the last couple of years, Dr. Robert Malone, who is one of the original architects, patenters of mRNA technology. Robert Malone had just had his account restored to Twitter by Elon Musk. He tweeted five minutes ago, quote, 20 deaths per million doses, uh, 60 million deaths per million boosted people with three doses. The official death rate of COVID is about 100 per million primary infections, and a majority, up to 90% of those, are policy deaths, not COVID deaths. And the jabs are more dangerous than COVID. For Ben Shapiro to lend his platform to Robert Malone, whom people like us have been lending a platform to for the last couple of years, yes, trying to sound the show far about these poisonous jabs. They are poisonous. They are dangerous. For people like Ben Shapiro to now use his platform, it, it'd be very easy for us to sit here this morning and say, hey, where were you the last couple of years? The reality is this isn't about us. This is about saving lives and reproductive systems. That's what it's about. I had, I had a little birdie uh, that we quoted, Todd, in our number one best-selling book last year, Fauci and Bargain, that was part of our composite character in our deep throat chapter, I guess we'll call it. Sure. He called me yesterday. He said, Steve, a bunny of mine went to the doctor this afternoon with like a horseshoe-sized blood clot. And the doctor said, in 15 years of practice, I'd never seen anything like this until recently. You're my eighth one. You're my eighth one. We have to save lives here and reproductive systems from this depopulation scheme, from this evil. We have to stop these shots. So if we're at the point now that Ben Shapiro is willing to listen to the Dr. Robert Malone's of the world, and I think we actually have to take a crowbar to that Overton window, and we've got to push it open even further now. So next hour, we're going to talk to somebody who was previously, like Robert Malone, verboten. We, you weren't permitted to talk to. But there are lives at stake, so we're going to do it next hour on this show. In the third hour, we have to get serious as a society about accountability. These evils will continue without punishment. There must be a reckoning on multiple fronts, not just where the shots and COVID are concerned, with politics on the American right, it's too late now. Too late to dawdle. When I started doing this, I did my first news talk show on the great 50,000 watt blowtorch, WHO in Des Moines. In August of 2002, I was 29 years old. I just turned 29. That was the first time I did a news talk show. The stuff we're doing and talking about now in 2022, 20 years later, I would have never conjured within the bowels of my depraved imagination as speculative fodder for a talk show. And yet here we are way beyond 
the stuff people like Rush and Glenn warned for decades. If we let them do blank, it will mean we will go to blank. We're doing all those things now, if not running over and past and through all those stop signs now. The reason we on the right say things like politics flows downstream from culture is because on the right it does. Because we are represented by such fecklessness and weakness that out here in the cheap seats, we've got to terraform culture basically to get any action politically to follow that. We've got to make it so safe and so obvious for any, almost anybody with an R after their name to finally act. They don't have that problem on the left. Whether it's the hard, hard, hard left and a guy shows up with a little red book and says, we're going to do things differently around here. Whole culture changes overnight. Whether it's the technocratic left that we have now, word groomer, bad. It's not gun control anymore. It's gun violence. Just Orwellian changing languages. Men have periods. Not, women aren't the only ones that have uteruses. Birthing persons, just snap of the finger like a Thanos snap. And culture changes as a result. There is one place on the American right, by the way, where it does work that way, Florida. In Florida, there you have a governor who governs as if he's a member of the left, meaning he just follows Lyndon Johnson's axiom. Power is where power goes. He exercises power. And now the Florida culture, the the country that 20 years ago gave us hanging chads. Broward County was a verb and an adjective. Now it's to... It's harder red and deeper red than Texas. It might be the deepest red state in the union. The same state that Ron DeSantis won by less than 40,000 votes that over 50 years of presidential elections was decided by an average of two and a half points. You could make a case. It is the reddest state in America right now. He hasn't been inaugurated yet for a second term. Why? Because he has wielded power. Been successful at it. And now culture in Florida has changed. But for us here on the right, for every Ron DeSantis we have or my, my good buddy Congressman Chip Roy from the great state of Texas who's up there trying to play the role of the, of the monk Telemachus who stopped the, the, the gladiator games in the Coliseum. He's up there in Congress. Everybody went home for Christmas. Chip is just in an empty congressional chamber yelling, please, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, like Telemachus said, stop what you're doing here. This is terrible. He's a voice crying out in the wilderness. For every one of those we have, We are represented by, shall I say, legions of backstabbers. Not stupid. Backstabbers. And so there must be accountability. It must be a reckoning. I don't know anybody who does accountability more than my buddy and colleague here at Blaze TV, Daniel Horowitz. So he's going to join us for hour three. But my worldview says that judgment has to begin in the house of God first, that we have to look at the plank in our own eyes before we call out the speck of dust in somebody else's. So in this opening hour of the show, I think we have to challenge ourselves to see if we are up to the challenge that awaits in this new year. We'll discuss that some more here in a moment. My pillow finally has their original my slippers back in stock. It was close to a national crisis for all those who are working from home now. So don't miss this opportunity to get Mike's number one bestseller while supplies last. My slippers. 
They now come in a ton of additional sizes and new colors. And when you use my promo code BECK, you're going to save $90 a pair. That means they're $49.98 per pair. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design. You're not going to find that in any other slipper. The patented layers make the slippers ultra comfortable and extremely durable. They'll help relieve the stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. Get your 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to save 90 bucks on the original My Slippers, $49.98 a pair. And while you're there, check out all the other products you've heard me rave about, from pillows to sheets to slippers. They got it all. Promo code BECK, 800-966-3117, MyPillow.com. Back here on the Glenn Beck Radio Program, we are the Steve Day Show. That is me, Steve Dace, Totters, and Aaron McIntyre filling in here this morning for Glenn Beck. So we are going to take the crowbar to the Overton window on the program today. We're going to talk about trialsandexecution.com, and we're going to smash some shibboleths of the damned. But we got to make sure we're prepared for what comes next. Now, I say this. Wanting to acknowledge up front, this might be the most successfully deployed and engaged audience in modern American media history. I mean, the amount of goodwill, commitment, activism, compassion, generosity that comes out of Glenn's audience is extraordinary. I mean, I, I've benefited from it myself. I'm going to come out with a movie next year called Nefarious where I think we've accomplished something. We have, we have, we have actually done a right-wing horror movie. <laughs> Could it be done? We set out to do it. Um, there's no way that movie happens without the exposure that Glenn gave that book that it's based on, A Nefarious Plot, without the amount of you that heard that interview and went out and bought that book and raised its profile. So um, the fact I have a show at The Blaze, the fact The Blaze even exists is a testimony to the successful deployment of this audience. So I think we need to recognize that from the outset. We're not, we're not talking to your typical audience on the right. I'm just, you know, I'm working all day, go home, watch Fox News all night, vote Republican and to save America. And oops, I did it again. It didn't work, right? The, this audience, you guys know better. But we're going to need a little more. That clearly has not been enough. This, this, this morning, there's 1% of you. And when Glenn is here, there's at least 10 million people that listen to this show every week. Let's say with Glenn not here, and what are we? There's the B team, what are we? The K team, the L team, the N team, okay? Um, let's say that that number's cut in half. And there's 5 million people that are going to listen this week. 10% of 5 million would be 500,000. 1% would be 50,000. There are over 80 countries in this world that don't have a standing army of 50,000. Over 80. That is a significant amount of people. By the way, how many states do we have? 50. I mean, imagine we just had 1,000 more people running for state legislature, pestering their state legislature, running for school board, pestering their school board. 
committing to say, no, we will not comply. No, this will not stand. No, we will not return. No, we will not be governed by this. We will practice the time-honored Judeo-Christian tradition of civil disobedience. That would be extraordinary. And here's why we're going to need it. There's an elephant. There's an elephant in the room. And I mean that quite literally. Let me give you an analogy that is very apropos for this time of year. When Christ enters into the world, the Jewish religion that he is born into, that he is a part of, that his parents are a part of, is divided into two, predominantly two camps. There are offshoots of these camps known as zealots and others, but predominantly the governing religious council known as the Sanhedrin is made up of two parties that largely had become a duopoly. One group known as the Sadducees. Not a, these aren't perfect analogies, but they'll mostly fit, so we'll go with it. They would be akin to today's Democrats. They had given up the notion of a resurrection of the dead and therefore a judgment by the time that Christ arrives. They are largely secular in nature. They are uber-political about the machinations of the state. They would be the closest thing that the first century could, could probably conjure to social justice warriors. Dead churches. Then there were the Pharisees. They traced their lineage back to Ezra. They were the people that held firm, that kept the faith during the, the judgments, the diasporas or diasporas. Yet by the time Christ arise, arrives, they also had kind of been assimilated into the Sanhedrin duopoly. So that when Messiah arrives, most of them don't see it. A few do. You know their names, Nicodemus, Joseph of Arimathea. A few do, but most don't. In fact, they're offended. Hey, we're the ones that we're the good ones. We didn't depart from the faith. We still believe in the resurrection and the judgment of God. What do you do? What do you mean you're calling us out? But it was largely a whitewashed tomb, a tradition hollowed out. The courage of conviction simply wasn't there. You know, like today's Republicans, by and large. Sure, there's a few Joseph of Arimathea, there's a few Nicodemuses. We mentioned a couple already, right? But by and large, whitewashed tombs abound. And yet, and yet, in this environment came the greatest movement in the history of the world. How did 56 signers of the Declaration, with no ability to vote their way out of tyranny, how did they overcome? How did the Civil Rights Movement 50 years ago, 60 years ago, how did they overcome? These are lessons we have to learn. We're going to learn them next. Stay tuned. The Glenn Back Program.
Back here on the Glenn Beck Radio Program, we are the Steve Dace Show, filling in for Glenn here today. I'm Steve Dace, D-E-A-C-E, with Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. You can find our podcast. We are typically noon to 2 Eastern right after Glenn Beck here on Blaze TV when we're not on break. Uh, you can get our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, etc. Follow me on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. I'm on Facebook as well. Just look for Steve Dace there. So here's where we are. We don't have agency politically in America. We just don't. And when I started doing this in 2002 for the first time, made the first transition from a sports talk host to a news talk host, filling in for the great Jan Michelson on 1040 WHO, the blowtorch there in Des Moines, 20 years ago this year. I remember all the conversations and shows conservatives need to finally take over the Republican Party. About a decade, eight to 10 years later, the Tea Party, all the same conversations. Time to take over the Republican Party. Eight to 10 years later, now it's MAGA. Time to take over the Republican Party. Harmeet Dillon, I don't know her. What I know of her, I like her. She's not going to be the RNC chairwoman. I can just tell you that right now. And how do I know that? Because Trump won't endorse her. If Trump thought she was going to win, he would just endorse her. Instead, he said, I like them both because he doesn't like to lose. Sure, I'm sure Rana paying his legal bills for a couple of years helped. But I think we also know, you know, Trump can afford his own legal bills. He doesn't like to lose. So you can tell whether Trump thinks his own people are going to win by whether he'll endorse them or not. Clearly, Harmeet's not going to win. Rona's going to win. And the fix has already been in. We're just doing a dance here. Just like after this last election, they all blew. They had no business losing. They turned right around and all the same people are still in charge. The enemy we're up against here is the enemy. The real one. We're dealing with strongholds here. Principalities. We were just talking during the break, Aaron pointed out. We're sitting here during the holidays. How did the spirit of the age respond to Ron DeSantis blitzkrieging Nagasaki, Oppenheimering them, okay, in that election? How did they respond? Tail tucked firmly between legs, humility, regroup, any of that? Any of that? No? Cults don't do that. No, cults don't do that. Can't stop, won't stop. That's what cults do. So over the holidays, while we're sitting here opening the show, you know, talking about how blessed we are to spend time with family. Remember the reason for the season, like many of you that are listening right now. What's the spirit of the age doing in Florida? Hosting packed all ages perv shows for groomers. For guys in their hairy sacks to teabag your children in public. Despite the fact that it's been criminalized in Florida by Governor DeSantis. They're daring him. We don't think you're going to do anything. We think it's bluster. The despite everything else the guy's already done <clears throat> if there was if there was ever a republican for the spirit of the age to say okay one time shame on you 11 times shame on me all right don't test that one would be him right yeah doesn't matter though does it no back for more what do you think if they're gonna if they think that way if the spirit of the age views ron DeSantis that way how do you think it views the other 99% of Republicans you're for. 
Chris for the mill meets back on the menu, boys. That I mean, speed bumps, enablers, collaborators, right? Cover. Cover, indeed. Fig leaves, yes. Guides, heralds, yes. So this is where we come in. We don't have the agency to vote our way out, vote, vote our way out of this in an election year. Here's what Republicans did. Betrayed us on the one issue they had never betrayed us on guns. They did that. They did gun control. <clears throat> Gay marriage, which is really just have the federal government declare war on the church in America. That's really what it is. I mean, as I was involved in the marriage amendment fights back in the day. You guys know how many people were in jail in the 90s and 2000s for having a cohabitative gay relationship? Do you know how many people were in jail in America? Take, take a wild guess. Small number. It's a real, pretty, like the smallest one of them all? Yes. Zero. Zero. So why were we doing these marriage amendments? Did, did they include provisions for the roundup posse who would go door to door, house to house? Who are you sleeping with? No, they contain no such provisions uh they were done to prevent the very things that are happening right now you will be made to care um you can be canceled bake the cake bigot we shut down your florist uh company um you're you're kicked out of the military if you're a chaplain and you won't comply with your christian values that's why we did this anticipating this is where this argument would go post lawrence v texas when the sodomy laws were thrown out and it was mainstreamed You'd end up with a secretary of transportation who somehow knows how to run the entire airline industry, even though he was mayor of a freaking armpit called South Bend, Indiana, who's just bringing up the rear while all these flights are canceled on in ad infinitum. You'd end up with something like that, who got the job just simply because he likes to have sex with guys. Let's be honest. What's Pete Buttigieg's other qualification? You ever driven South Bend, Indiana? It's pothole America. What's his other qualification for Secretary of Transportation other than he likes to have sex with guys and checks an intersectionality box? None is the answer. None. That's why he has that job. And that's why he's terrible at it, because he has no qualifications. That's why a lot of you are stranded right now or know someone who is, as we can apparently. COVID is airborne, but the flights in America are not. All right? No, we did this because we feared, if we didn't, they would take Lawrence v. Texas and weaponize government against religious believers. Is that not exactly what's happening right now, guys? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what several of your Republicans, but trust me when I tell you there were many more. Their votes just weren't needed, so they got away with lying to you. That's what they did in an election year. They codified the federal government declaring war on the church in an election year. And then in this omnibus bill they just passed, they basically just said this new Republican House has no budget power or leverage for a year. By the way, just so happens, what's the number one power and piece of leverage that the House of Representatives constitutionally has? Can you guys guess what it is? The purse. The purse. And Republicans just wanted to make sure here in this lame duck session to quickly take that away from the new Republican Congress as fast as they could. So you're disenfranchised. So here's the deal. The deal is we don't count your votes in much of America. See Maricopa County, Arizona. We don't count your votes in much of America. And then when we do count your votes and you win, your vote doesn't count because of who you ended up electing. Sounds like a great system we're currently in. We have no agency. So we're going to have to do this ourselves. 
the Puritans who hopped on the Mayflower and planted the first seeds of what became American exceptionalism, how much agency did they have? None. The first Christians who were drawing uh, fishes in the dirt as code, okay, to avoid Roman persecution. How much agency did they have? None. None. Um, the civil rights movement, more than a half a century ago, how much agency did it have? Very little. The 56 men who signed a pledge of their lives, fortunes, and sacred honors, how much agency did they have? Hang together or hang separately. That was their agency. This is where we are. We're going to have to do this ourselves. It sucks. We have families. We have companies. We have jobs. We have careers. We have churches. The last thing we need is one more thing to do. But we are in a season right now that if we don't do this ourselves, it will not get done. We, can, we no longer have the luxury of outsourcing our citizenship and our, and our activism to the political party that has not represented us for a long time, if we're all being honest with one another, but has made it patently clear in the last year plus, it's just not that into you. Which means we never really had the luxury of outsourcing our citizenship to Correct. begin with. Correct. Correct. The spirit of the age we are up against will not be satiated by typical election or political realities or contrivances or rivalries or realities. It doesn't believe in reality. We're going to have to be the ones that stand up and say, no. I mentioned a name earlier. Telemachus is a name that I mentioned earlier. I'm going to tell you more about that name here when we come back in a moment. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Back here on the Glenn Beck radio program. We are the Steve Day Show filling in. And I, I hate to come on here and, and ask an audience that does more than maybe any audience we have to do a little more. But I don't see what other options we have. We just, we just went through an election where, yes, I think we... Most of us understood many of the Republicans we were going to vote for weren't worthy of the label or the vote. But, but voting for them was a symbol of, of, of demonstrating our disgust and disdain for the direction of this insanity. And, and I think a lot of us, myself included, assumed that another layer of American patriot out there who maybe wasn't as engaged as us maybe not quite as committed as us, but has a genetic or generic maybe is the, um, is the word I'm actually looking for here, a generic understanding of this is unsustainable, would have shown up in droves, right? And said, need some grown-ups. Exactly. I mean, you know, you shall not pass here and no further. 
And so we all showed up on election day, right? The, the turnout was actually what the polls said when you look at the popular vote. The turnout actually was Republican pretty much plus six, plus eight nationwide. When you look at the popular vote, pretty much was what the polls forecasted, right? We all showed up more than we ever have before. And said, we got to make a statement. I, 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 McConnell, awful, terrible. But this is, he, yes, he's corrupt. Yes, he's, he's not crazy. This is insanity. We got to stop this insanity, right? These are the conversations we had, on, we all had over this last year, correct? Yes. And then we waited for the returns, went home that night and waited for the returns and waited for that next layer of American patriot to say, yeah, this is cray cray. We can't do this. And did they show up? No, they didn't. Didn't show up. And I think we have to now accept we're it. We're the Gideon's army here. Now, the good news is Providence has a way of doing its best work in those circumstances. But we have to embrace that mission and realize we don't have any agency. We just don't. Here I am, Lord, send me. That's exactly right. That's a Catholic there. Okay, quoting the Bible for you, for my fellow evangelicals. Who also likes the Martin Luther movie, right? Here I stand, I can do no more. How much agency did Martin Luther have? None. They were actually, they put a, a, a death sentence on him. Isn't it weird? Like, all the people that did like all the greatest things in modern or, or in all of Western civilization history at the time they began doing those things, guys had like little to no agency from the mainstream process. Huh? Almost like our Lord once said something about you can't pour new wine and old wine skins, mm -hmm. a new covenant, a new Testament, huh? A new commandment I give you. Well, yeah, that's kind of the way things work around here right yes yeah and i i think more than ever before we have to walk into that reality and embrace it in this new year gentlemen your thoughts yeah if your ears right there were pricking a little bit and saying oh this is getting a little bit churchy now folks there's no other way fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom either you accept that just as other generations way before you have had or they have perished, you too will perish. If, in whatever this looks like down to the local level, if what we call the spirit of the age, it's kind of a catch-all term for the devil's work in this age, whatever that may present itself as, if that is not adequately punished, whatever that looks like, if that is not adequately punished, just like a toddler who is not adequately disciplined, you will get more. You will get more of the behavior. In Florida right now, what's standing out to me is the drag performances Steve mentioned in passing. Packed venues. Somebody's got to be held accountable for that. Because all that's going to happen if that is not held accountable is you're just inviting more. Mm-hmm. They will feel emboldened. Have we not seen that already bear itself out? Accountability, justice, and punishment. To that end, I'm emboldened. If we're at the point now Ben Shapiro is going to talk to Robert Malone, let's crowbar that Overton window a little further, shall we? Amen. Let's invite a new layer of radical into the conversation. 
We will do that when we come back. This is the Glenn Beck Program.